Welcome to the One Pan Podcast. I'm John. And according to my LinkedIn profile, I'm Bruce Anderson. I'm actually Bryce. That's good. And tonight, we'll be making chicken cordon bleu quesadillas. So yeah, it's all just going to be quesadillas from now on. Yeah, it's Forever. The For, quesadilla. Uh huh. We should change ourselves to the quesadilla podcast. The one quesadilla. The one quesadilla cast. Quesadilla cast. So uh, tonight, yeah, it's great. We're making cordon bleu quesadillas. It's gonna be interesting. We spent a little bit. The recipe was kind of a shit show to find because uh, the, the the pin links us to girlhasadishes.com. Best reference of recipes on food blogs. It sounds like a, a like a a bot. Yeah, made that. Yeah, yeah. It sounds it sounds like this was a procedurally generated an RNG style right. uh, Wix site. It's girl has a dishes. It's like well, uh, that's close. That's, <laughs> American good food for you. Right. It's like dot com. Well, I guess what you really mean is no. Never mind. So there's just this the the website doesn't really kind of make any sense because it has that there's no home or about page or links or anything. It's just a large. I don't, what do you want to call that? A I don't even menu? know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so, but it's not really a menu of like. Uh, it's just. It's an index. It's an. That's it. It's an. In- it's a <laughs> digital index of words related to kitchens and, and or edible objects is what I should say because they're not necessarily food because there's things like Asian <laughs> or yes, I would main like to, dishes. I'd like to cook an Asian. I'd like to cook a healthy. <laughs> How does one cook a healthy? I would love a, a holidays and my favorite uncategorized. Yes, it's like what <laughs> for is the that? nowhere foods? It's like ah, for the rock foods. For the rock foods. For the stone soup of foods. Remember yeah. that? Remember that tale as a kid? No. Ever read that book as a no. kid? Uh, stone soup is the soldiers going to the French town, and everybody's being all stingy about it, and they're starving, and so they're like, oh, we're gonna make stone soup. It's the best recipe on the whole planet. Uh, sure, it'd be great if we had some carrots with this stone soup. People are like. Uh, like the soldiers go in and they talk about it and they're all hyper excited. Oh, this is so delicious. Blah, blah, blah. And the townspeople are like, I really fucking soup sounds super good. And as people like come over to, to like try the sauce, we're like, no, it's not ready. You can't try it yet. But you know what would be really good? We had some like potatoes with this soup. This sounds like a story that was made before we had TV. Uh, this That's is, what I'm hearing. This is like a pre-revolutionary people go to a town and they're going to make some soup, but people don't have the pieces for the soup. What's uh, the town going to do? Yeah. It's like. I don't know. Go buy some fucking soup. It, I don't, is, okay. It's like a pre-revolutionary France okay. tale or something okay. like that. I just remember the book that I got was like a, a Tommy DiPaola so, story or something so like that. So what is stone soup? Like, anyway, I think it's the, just hot rocks yeah, that's and water. It. No, no, that's all point. So the, the soldiers convince the townspeople to give up their food to make this amazing soup on the premise that, like, this is going to be so great, amazing, you know, you're missing out on this, but, you know, you could contribute by bringing, like, celery and so... so People get intrigued and tricked into then giving delicious ingredients to make the soup really good. I, I'm not sure the moral of this either. story. I think uh, it was, uh, it's winter. We don't have anything to do until I, harvest. And, and you can lie to people by bluffing them, I guess, because it's funny. There's a game right game called Stone Soup, and it's a game where you, you play with other people and you all have cards. And they're like food ingredients. And you have to go, like, I'm going to put 
two carrots into the soup, into the central, you know, the, the central stack in the middle, sure. which is the pot. First one to get rid of all the cards wins. And you have to sneak in stones. And people will call your bluff of like, I think you're bluffing. And I think like, you're putting rocks in the soup. I think you're putting rocks in the soup. And then if you get caught, you have to pick up the whole the whole stack of ingredients. <laughs> if you put a rock in the soup, you have to drink all the soup. You have to drink all the soup. They put a big old funnel in your mouth, pour in 20 it's gallons a, It's of also soup. a game for kids. It's torture. It's it makes game. you die. <laughs> it's capital punishment. You're not a chicken. If you put a rock in the soup, drink yep. all the soup, you drink die. All the soup, <laughs> You're not a chicken where you have like a what's that thing that chickens have the the giblet the the gullet thing the the whatever the gizzard that's gizzard, it the okay. gizzard that's the thing that, that has like, rocks in it yeah yeah they uh, eat they have the rocks because they're like well I don't really have digestive muscles I'm just gonna make I'm gonna moosh rocks to moosh my food right. I'm just gonna keep rocks in this weird neck cheek that I have <laughs> and just put food I can't chew in there and just kind you know of rattle it oh, around with the rocks that's fucking hilarious because you know what the neck cheek is probably some weird Italian culinary delight the neck cheek I was gonna say cheek. that's like some weird like yep. Norwegian oh, black yeah. metal band. <laughs> we are neck cheek. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, we were looking for cranial adjectives uh-huh. and we stuck with neck cheek. We stuck, we had a we had one of those uh we had an app and it mashed two words together like uh Donald Glover's childish gambino personality. Yeah. I guess the Wu Tang or some rapper yeah. had an app that was like make your rapper name and that's 100% it, it like, where he got his. Yeah, it, it was one of those, you remember those weird sites, you know, put in your name yeah. and it'll come up with your cowboy name. Oh, sure. It's just like, all it was was, <laughs> Bristlecone Banana, exactly. we're back to the beginning. Right. Just kidding. Oh. Uh, uh, I still laugh at that. I say that shit out of the shower and just make myself laugh. <laughs> Bristlecone bristle bristle Banana. I just banana. fucking laugh Gonna at that. Gonna do you good. It just, it does, it's great. Those words will be roaming around my head for the next hundred years. In my deathbed, I'm going to be like, give my son my estate and to my secret addict family. I give them nothing. And my last words, bristle gun bananas. Like, what does that mean? That's it. It's, I'm the new and Citizen Kane. They end up searching a ton of porn after Grandpa dies. <laughs> it's the ultimate joke. It's, it's the ultimate what joke. Is that? Why is he making us look at porn? This is not, this is he not healthy. He just died. This is not, Grandpa's, Grandpa had an addiction. Tortilla's getting hot. What are we doing? Uh, are we doing? We're laying stuff down. Okay, so the weird recipe is a weird recipe because the girldishes.com recipe links over to uh, chicken cordon bleu quesadillas at Little Dairy on the Prairie. And <laughs> it goes from 11 steps to 22 steps, which you would think the 22 steps is better. No, the 22 steps is things like uh, cut into slices and serve. Like, store oh, bought, is that what you do with food? Store-bought breaded chicken may be used instead of adding breadcrumbs. Grated cheese may not may be used instead of sliced cheese. The exact amount of ingredients will vary depending on those. Are, that's step number twenty. <laughs> it's like, hey, I'm aware Thanks. I can come up with my own ideas on how to do things. Mm-hmm. How about you tell me the best way, just, and then I'll 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 give whatever steps the middle finger that I feel deserve it. You don't have to break it into twenty steps. Uh, Thank you, mm-hmm. girl on dishes. Precious, yeah, appreciate that. It's real good. So. Anyway, we've made this delicious uh, cordon bleu Parmesan Dijon sauce, which is going to be interesting in its own right. But really, the quesadillas don't require a bunch to to do, really. I mean, we're layering ingredients. Layering heat. Layering heat, and then once one side is like mostly cooked, we'll flip it over, and then we'll melt the cheese on the other side. So... I'm just going to do it real slow. So yeah, yeah. It's, uh... So really pretty simply, we've melted a little bit of butter in the skillet, and we're going to add a oh, tortilla. This isn't sliced. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. Cheese slicer. Cheese slicers. The tiny little bit of wire with the plastic handle. Yeah, this is awesome. 
All right, so we're going to do cheese first, which is great. We're going to do a layer of sliced cheese and then a layer of ham. Oh, he's doing it lengthwise. What a crazy guy. He's two wild and crazy guys. Do you remember that SNL skit? I was not alive for it, but I just remember it. The Steve Martin and Martin... Is it Martin? Steve Martin and Martin Short? Whatever. Martin Short. Two wild and crazy guys. So they were not... On there the same time. Oh, they weren't? They were not. Oh, they no. missed each other Weird. by like a couple of years. I'm Mandala affecting this thing. I don't know who Steve Martin did that piece, uh, did that skit with them. I think so. That's fine. We can dishes that later. Yeah, sure. It's probably mm. like... Uh, but speaking of dishes... Gilda Radner. I, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, uh, no, we haven't done the dishes in a long ass time. Yeah, Tell yeah, me, what's, yeah. what's going on? What do you got? Um, So last week, mm-hmm. we were talking about horror. Forever. And I brought up... The movie The Audition. Ah, oh, yeah. I the, so want to see The Japanese. It. Uh, well, I I got curious and I was like, it has been a long time since I've I've checked that out. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should double check and make sure I got that right. And I got it absolutely, completely, and totally wrong. Oh, awesome! So, okay, this is good. Oh, we're gonna cut a little more cheese for a second. So we'll take a we'll take a break while we're doing this because it's it's actually semi difficult with the cheese slicer. So we'll be right back. Hold on. Why is it? The packaged meats, everything is in liquid. What is going... Why can't we vacuum seal that shit so that <coughs> it doesn't... Because, really, ham juice is nasty. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ham juice is nasty. The, the, chicken juice is nasty. Beef well, juice is blood and nasty. <laughs> I don't... I, yes, yes, I understand that they were at one time animals. Sure. And you have to kind of, like, deal with the reality of murdering an animal for its flesh to then consume. I get uh-huh. that. We live in 2019. A- hashtag <laughs> end ham water. It's, hashtag no more ham water. No more fucky ham water. No more fucky ham water. That, that, that smells... It smells like a sweater feels. It smells fuzzy in my nostrils. I don't, I don't like that. I don't want that feeling. You're saying you're not having a good time when you're smelling that smell. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. It's good to taste. It's great. The problem lies with you. Yes, 100. percent I just know that there's something wrong with my body. No. So the audition. Here's what it was actually about. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Here's the plot synopsis. I'm so fucking excited. Guy sets up a fake casting uh, call or something. Fake casting agency to actually just be. A dating service for him. Oh, so then he has to kind of, in the sort of goofy way, be like, "Okay, I'm gonna, you know, know all this information about these women, and then I'm gonna try and date them." That's not gonna go over. (laughs) There's no way that's not gonna go over very well. I couldn't get you a, I couldn't get you an audition, but you want to go out as a second prize? I'll get some drinks. (laughs) Um, Okay, but then sure enough, we're layering. This is an odd recipe. Yes, cheese, ham, breadcrumbs, cheese, chicken. Sauce, cheese, tortilla. This 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 quesadilla is going to be like a five story quesadilla. It's yeah. it's it's going to be huge. We're going to have to get another pan to lay it down and mush it so it's so it's sort of flat. I don't know. Okay, now more cheese. Mm-hmm. Breadcrumbs, layer of cheese, then chicken, then the sauce. Like okay, so you nearly just lost. The cheese, the hand, the thing, and it really just exploded into a nightmare of things because the stupid little uh, cheese slicer thing is actually fucking difficult to use. But I have done a, I have shaved off parts of my knuckles with mandolins. Those are the, that's like, that's the worst kitchen implement, in my opinion. Over most things, 
like overusing knives, which I already have trauma around knives. I worked in a, I worked at this gym called Excel Fitness over in Holiday for a little while, and I was like fighting with my boss because he's kind of a a, a giant idiot and a giant douche. Canoe. He's just, just he was he was like the the lettuce needs to be uh, you know three fourths of an inch. The the slices of lettuce need to be exactly and he was so OCD about it. He had custom cutting boards made. Have you ever worked in a Have you ever worked in a subway? Have you ever worked in a Quiznos or anything and stuff like that? What it was? I mean, they're oh. all using the same shit. Okay, so you, but you've been you've been to Subway and you've seen the people standing behind the counter, right? And so you have the little fridge that has all the little tiny plastic containers with the food in it, right? Mm-hmm. And they put this and they have the weird, really long, lengthwise cutting board. Have you seen that? Do you know that? Okay, he had custom ones made that had. Um, a ruler grid pattern on it so that I could measure each cut so that everything was flawed. Like the cucumbers had to be like this. Is I already where, hate him. Oh my God. It was like, the, it was the worst. So anyway, I'm fighting with this guy cause he was like, you're not cutting it. You're throwing away, you're wasting food. And I'm like, um, I get complaints cause there's not enough lettuce. Like I'm trying to get more. I, I don't, please tell me what you want me to. Anyway, we're just like going back and forth and he's hovering over me. He's standing over my shoulder, like watching every cut. And he finally just takes the knife from my like one hand and places it like you need to do a better here, cut this. And I was so angry at him, like touching me mid doing a thing. I didn't see that my... <laughs> He placed the knife over my thumb. And so when I went to slice down, I nearly took my thumb off, which was awesome. So I have drama around knives. But even then, I would rather hold a thousand knives and cut without a like a metal glove that I stole from Cafe Rio when I was a kid um, than use a mandolin again. Because Lord in heaven, those are the most terrifying kitchen you did. Oh God! It's so you're just you hold the little you hold the potato and just swing, 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 and it's a it's a guillotine, baby. It's, it's a terrifying kitchen guillotine. And if you're not careful, you just lose. I've seen tips of fingers. Um, oh no, sauce. I've seen tips of fingers come off of friends. Like uh, I, I, I myself, seriously, I lost like a huge amount of skin on my knuckles one time because I'm like, I don't want to do my fingers. I'll hold it with like my, I'll hold it kind of like a monkey paw. Nope, dumb idea. You're like, nope, hurt more. Nope, hurt more, hurt more because then I like couldn't op- close my fingers because it would open the wounds on the top of my finger. And I'm like, oh God. All right, we've layered the chicken. Now we're going to do... Uh, a bit to this house. Yeah, drizzle a couple spoonfuls of sauce. What's the best implement for this? A ladle with a... Nice. Big old wide spoon. Big old spoon. Big old wide spoon. All right. So we've got this delicious Dijon Parmesan. Parmesan Dijon. And we'll just layer it around. And then we do an, one more layer of chicken. And then we're going to... One more layer of chicken? Oh, sorry. One more layer of cheese. Oh, I was like... Oh, shit. Do <laughs> one this? more layer. Uh, well, this is... <laughs> no, because... The girldishes.com recipe says drizzle with a couple of spoonsful of sauce and then visit the recipe. Visit this other website for the rest of the recipe. Uh, <laughs> uh, Fantastic. So, okay. What if I lost my internet connection yeah. right then? No. Nope. I can't complete the, the You meal. can't complete the recipe. You can't complete the meal. So we did the sauce. We would do more breadcrumbs. 
cheese, and then we would do the other the other tortilla. So that's what we'll do. So we'll do breadcrumbs on top of this sauce, then then cheese, cheese, and then the other tortilla, and then we're done. We just wait for that to cook for a little while and low heat to really melt and do a thing, and then we'll. This is so. This tortilla is so big. Okay, this is where I think the recipe is going to fall through. There's just so much filling on this inside. How in God's name are we going to flip it? I mean, okay, there's a lot of Swiss cheese, which Swiss cheese is a hard cheese. Yeah. Okay. It's not the hardest of cheeses, Uh but it's a hard cheese. So if we can get it real warm and then let it get kind of cold. Oh, sure. That might be okay. Like, not, not cold, like. Like, no, no, no. Like you heat 80 it high, degrees. and then you get it yeah. back down to like a cooler temperature, yeah. and it will congeal a little bit, and then That's hold the, the tortilla together. That's the only thing I could imagine because uh, this is this is rough. so much. Okay. It's already like a half inch tall. Why do you mock me, cheese? <laughs> okay, so he he begins to try his best to date this woman, and then he eventually discovers that she is not a nice, cute uh, actress, up and coming actress. She's bad. In cosmic sort of ways. How? But, but, uh, no. Okay. Fill me in. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so he starts courting her, and it's like, oh, this is fine. This is normal. This is cool. Uh, why? Are, what are these pictures of monsters doing in your house? What is. What kind of monsters? It's just spooky Japanese monster no, stuff. No, not like kaiju. No, yeah, no, no. It's not, <laughs> she's not, yeah, she's, she's not, not a kaiju. Pacific kai- Rim 3. Right. Okay. Right. That would be cool, though, if they uh, there were people kaijus. Sorry, <laughs> spoiler for those who haven't seen the most recent uh, Pacific Rim. You didn't miss much. Anyways, so that got me thinking. I had this diabolical plan, and I think everyone has these diabolical plans, and I'd love to know what yours was. But anytime I'm applying for jobs or doing stuff like that, I start to realize, like, I'm just forfeiting so much personal information to these companies. And it's sort of a... I don't need to, and sometimes they'll even say that you don't need to do it, but like, I know if I don't, I will get, I definitely won't get the job. I'm not going to get the job. So you go, where am I? I, HR is going to look at this and go, well, he didn't provide his uh, rental history. Right, right. I I had this diabolical plan to just make a company that would post jobs, just like, these are my job postings, please apply for a job, but it's not actually a job at all. It's just people submitting their social security number, their, you know, this and that, their work history. And and I wouldn't do anything, or sorry, I wouldn't do anything. Malicious. Male- yeah, malevolent with that information. But I would absolutely sell it to people who would. So here's the thing. I don't, I don't, I could get that far, but I don't know how I would continue to monetize or, or make it work. So if anyone wants to use that, cool. You're a terrible person for doing that, but I'm also a terrible person for, you know, bringing it up and putting it in your brain. Yeah, that was my sort of like... That's what the dark web is for. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. I'm going to use my Tor browser and then log on with my name. I don't know how the dark web works. I just, um, I imagine, I imagine the dark web is basically the live action, the, the live action nocturne alley from uh, Harry Potter. Another Harry Potter reference that you don't really give a shit no, about. No, I have no <laughs> idea what that means. <laughs> um, 
clueless. Harry Potter gets his wizarding goods from the the the, the marketplace, basically called Diagon Diagon Alley, or which is a funny word of saying diagonally. <laughs> anyway, that's one of those that pun works better in the movies, yeah, than it does in the book. Because they have their weird. Because in the accents. book, I was well, I was just like, it's diag, it's it's, it's diagonally? diagonally. Okay, it's, which is funny boring. because then the other one is nocturnally. Oh. Nocturne Alley, and you're like, oh, that's that's really. I hate them because they're they're uh, one steps away from being dad jokes. They're they're right in. They are dad yeah. jokes. They just don't have the context of being told by a dad. Because <laughs> <laughs> if Hagrid was anything, it would be a dad joke anyway. So uh, I just imagine that that's like that's the dark web is just some kind of like back alley flea market. Sure, sure. Or no, like the underground troll market from Hellboy Two. Or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what we imagine it. You know what you know what it really is? It's just websites with it's just regular websites that yeah. don't look as pretty. That don't look that's as the pretty. dark web. It's the website. It's the, the the dark web is the nineties web. Yeah, yeah. It's all functional, but it it's doesn't all need glitter and gifts everywhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Angelfire.com. Oh, it's such wonderful times. Yeah. Such wonderful things. Oh, so good. I don't know how we're gonna flip this. This is like uh, okay, I'm wondering if we do a thing where we like a uh, okay. You know how when you will something will be in a bowl and you'll put a plate on top of it, and then you grab the plate in the bowl and you flip the whole thing over, right? Yeah. I'm wondering if we do something like that. If we just put a plate on it and then kind of do the whole go. thing, flip plate. the plate. Yeah, put it on the plate and then slide, slide it back it. into the thing. I could see that. We might. I could. We could. Yeah. I'll try. try it. I'll be the one to drop it on the ground. We have enough stuff. We just do this again if we need to. Uh, but uh, yeah, what's your diabolical plan that you came up with that you were like, I could really wreak some havoc and make some money at the same time. Oh, but I your know. ethical. My, my ethical quantities prevented yes. me from doing yes, anything like, like but that. But that would be bad. Yes, but being rich means you don't have to care about other people. Just get rich enough where you don't care. And that's then you're my, good. you know what? Okay, that's my. I, I think my diabolical plan was this. Do you do you remember watching that um, John Oliver episode where he talked about medical debt? Okay, yeah. I was one hundred percent like, oh my god, that's it. That's my get rich quick scheme. I'm gonna start a company that buys medical debt and then goes after the people <laughs> where I only give a shit about myself. Uh-huh. So I will go after people for their medical debt, but I'm also like, I'm gonna lower it. Sure, you have a hundred thousand dollars in debt. Uh, give me it's, twenty grand and I'll settle it. You, you fully realize that in the next five to ten years they will declare bankruptcy. So you're just like, hey, give me a thousand bucks and it goes away. Yes. Other people would go that you're that's so much more money that you could. Yeah, but I just showed up and I got a thousand dollars for now, doing that. Yeah, I bought the debt for fifty bucks. Right. I bought the debt for fifty bucks. I'm gonna make ten thousand percent what I was making. Right. You know, whatever, what I purchased it for, that kind of, that was my, that's my, like. No, that's almost ethical, chaotic good. A that's little, almost chaotic almost, good. But it's really, like, once in a while I would be like, no, fuck you, you're an asshole over the phone, so we're going to keep the debt, we're going to pursue this. It's like, I'm going ah. to dog the bounty hunter, you're bullshit. Uh-huh. I'm just going to get a robocaller machine and just call you a thousand times a day, like, give us the money, give us the money, give us the money, give us the money, give us the money. You'll never pay it off anyway. <laughs> um. Yeah, that would be it. I, I think that's my, my diabolical plan, is just, like weirdly robin hood like yeah i'm gonna save you by buying your medical debt and you don't have to owe it but now you're gonna pay you'll, you'll pay me that money it'll be great kind of a thing i just i thought that would be hilarious uh-huh. and terrible because <laughs> i'm just like profiting off of people's misery right, right. by being like so please sir i i broke my leg and i haven't been able to return to the workhouse you're just like pay up and i I'll, need my money i need it by the 18th i need it by <laughs> 
I'll come. Cool. Or I'll uh, break your legs. And by I'll, break your legs, I mean I'm just going to... Break your one leg. I'll break your, break your uh, voicemail. I'll break your... I'll break your I'm crutches. A, I'm going to break your spam folder. So speaking of horror, I watched Bird Box. Ah. Uh, everybody has been talking about Bird Box Bandersnatch. Here's... Here's what he's the actor from Home, no, Sherlock Holmes. Benedict right? Bird Box Bandersnatch. <laughs> no, I know it's like I'm just trying to make a bad joke. Damn but it's it. a okay. Netflix. They're both Netflix originals. Okay, <laughs> it's it's Benedict. It's Doctor Strange, yep. but in two different Netflix it's, original movie it's titles. <laughs> um, so no. you're watching uh, Miss Congeniality. Ah, uh, yes. The star of yes. Um, no, what what I liked about it was it was very much so. So if we're since we were talking about horror and what mm-hmm. wasn't working, mm-hmm. what did work with this? Mm-hmm. Well, it's two things. The first one is I used to be like real picky and real snooty about movies and stuff. Sure. And then I eventually at one point I realized like yeah, this might not be the best acted scene. This may not be the best whatever something about this might not be quite as life-changing as that but not everything can be life-changing and also i'm leaving the movie theater uh without having had any fun so oh so you quit the academy uh, yeah Got i it. quit the academy i did this i've done i have since done the same shit too i used i tried to be like i'm a very i'm a movie enthusiast we're yeah. gonna talk about I'm the cinematographer no and you i'm remove, not having fun no no you remove any sense of fun when you start yeah. to kind of like try to break bullshit down like that and and now when i go to movies i'm just like Take me on a ride. Yeah, let's have just, fun. It's, I'm not just saying any movie is good enough. No, it's it's you still have to take me for a ride. Got it. But it's, I'll go along. This is fine. So what kind I'll of ride was it? it? Was it like a was it a go kart in your backyard in the hillbilly state of Alabama, or did you go to Disneyland? Um, it was more like uh, Six like, Flags Ohio. No, uh, The Martian. You know how in The Martian, every uh, the way things happened Mar- are the, the ways. Book. Yeah, I love Matt Damon's performance. That was a good. But yeah. but what I liked about that was. Every problem that arose mm-hmm. was the problem that would have happened after that amount of time, mm-hmm. after this course of events. Mm-hmm. And it was never like, all right, we got to move things forward. And this is broken now. No, no. Something oh. would break because of a reason. Bird Box is very much that way. It is... Sequential events that make sense yes. logistically where you go. The things yes, escalate. No, no, this absolutely yeah. makes complete total sense that this would do it. Yeah. That's like the... Speaking specifically of the Martian, the big part where the potatoes get sucked out, right? The hab. Yeah. In the book, the guy talks about, or the the habitat, whatever it was, it's, the door's only meant to be open X amount of times. And I've used it like 400% beyond capacity. Like, oh, of course it would break kind of thing. So that yeah. makes sense that... That kind of stuff That kind of shit like, oh yeah, no, this is totally, oh, this blows. Of course it's going to, of course it's going to break. You've duct taped it. And it, right, exactly, exactly. Like duct tape, good. Not forever. Not forever. Not not a forever solution. Okay, so what's the what's the not forever solution of the escalating? Oh, drama it's just it's just the, box. There there is something going wrong, mm-hmm. and it's causing people to kill themselves without warning. Ooh. Okay, Ugh. okay, so everything starts to fall apart. Okay, well, uh, Miss Congeniality is out in front of this house while people are are you know <laughs> the acclaimed actress of the br- of the Blind Side. Oh, right, right. <laughs> Um, that is such that. a that I'm is such it. a white guilt movie. I hate 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 that is, that white guilt movie. Uh, I just we solve racism. No, uh, stop it. I adopted one black man and I like saved didn't his life. Save the world. Stop. Pa- stop breaking your own arm off. Patting yourself on yes. the back. God. Okay, that okay. shit aside. <laughs> um, but just like, you know, 
and, and these people are just like, oh, well, we can tell everything's going wrong. We're all going to go into this house and lock all the doors. Mm-hmm. And, and just like that causes problems. And then, you know, they run out of food, so they have to go out and do stuff. And mm-hmm. then and then it's just everything made sense. It didn't have to like drag us along to any point. Also, nice. it skipped the boring shit. Oh, that's you, cool. You know what's really boring? Watching people, you know, the montage of fortifying the house for the apocalypse. Oh, I'm good. sick of watching it that. didn't do that shit? didn't do it at all. Oh, hey. It's almost like they just told they us learned. a story. They just told us a story. and didn't yeah. have to, like, fill in the fill in the gaps yeah. of, like, we need to make this movie two and a half hours. What are we going to do? Oh, let's have an eight-minute scene of yeah. this fortifying Hammering home. nails on windows <laughs> and, you know... Anyway, <laughs> we changed the background. This would be like, a, we just bought this home and right. we're a new family. Right. You know? it, it becomes a house hunters. Yes. I am a, you know, uh, I am a part time circus. I'm Chip circus. and Joanna Gaines yeah. and we're going to. I'm a part time uh, circus animal uh, coordinator mm-hmm. and my wife uh, is in a coma. We have a budget of $400 bazillion. <laughs> uh, we're not sure what to go with. We're in a mid-century modern Victorian townhouse in the Upper West Side of New York. Uh, it's like no <laughs> we're thinking about getting a no stop my daughter Noah drives Uber for a living <laughs> she needs her space where she can have her band for her her fucking band her fucking band um, so yeah no that was just I, I just it's like it's actually that. just three laptops <laughs> it's just on top of That's each just other. three laptops on top of each other. Uh, she just hits play. Yes. And they just... Space bar, space bar, space bar. Yeah. Rock out. Woo! Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I just like... And, and what I really liked about it, mm-hmm. I've always liked this concept in horror, mm-hmm. okay? Specifically, this is where, where, I, where I first ran into this in my life was... Uh, the Diablo game franchise where mm. the titular bad guy mm. Diablo Diablo he is uh, the his, his title is the Lord of Terror Lord of Terror and, and in every appearance that he makes he always uh-huh. looks a little different which he, he uh, but his his domain is causing terror and fear uh-huh. and, and since he's a little different in every incarnation every yep. game the way that they've gone to explain that is uh-huh. they said well him being the Lord of Terror, he appears as the most terrifying thing to whoever's looking at it. So Aww. he is, he is without... Point revealed. Well, yeah. Well, it's, you know, he is without a specific form. Oh, that's kind of fun. He's always, you know... So what I see might be different than what you see. Nice. So if, if I'm concerned, you'll be just as concerned as me. Uh-huh. I love that kind of stuff. That's kind of cool. They never really showed the, quote, monsters. Yeah, they did. I remember reading... I read a whole article they, in Vox. They let me... Let yes. my imagination yes. go crazy. Which you think... Okay. You would think that that would be an issue. You would think that that would be a trope that gets old because I feel like there's a bunch of movies that have done that before that really kind of get that way. Like um, Slender Man sort of pulls that trope off. I feel like that concept, that Slender Man, that horror concept really walks the very fine line of like, okay, we're going to show you what the monster looks like. And also, you kind of have to imagine what he looks like, because Slender Man doesn't have a face. Right. right. Right? You never see him up close. He's always in the background of photos. And the whole, like, uh, Reddit phenomenon of him being interjected into, like, old black and white um, photos, I was like, dude, that's such a great concept, because your brain goes, I recognize that that's a sort of human form. <laughs> that's human-ish. But yeah, it's human. But it's unsettling. But it's unsettling. And I love that. Uncanny valleys you. Yes, it does. But it uncanny valleys you in the best way, not like, 
uh, singing jazz singer in uh, the revamped, remastered Star Wars <clears throat> scenes. From Wait, you mean you mean the yeah the it's going down the wall that yeah, guy? The, no, oh. no, I'm talking the green weird uh two the the weird flute lipped lady from uh oh with the leopard print. Yep. Uh, the whole remastered five minute uh club scene in front of in Jabba's palace. Nope. It was just uh, so really unnecessary. Very unnecessary. Like, like it's one of those like took I, away from the plot. It's yeah, yeah. It, it was a lot of time to sort of be like these are supposed to be sexy aliens, but I'm not. This does no boners this for is, me. No, this is bad boners. Anti boners. Negative boners. <laughs> it's going. The boner goes I'm back a, inside my body. I'm a dog. I'm standing up. It's going inside me. This is terrible. Slenderman does that, and I think like a couple. I feel like there's really good horror movies that did, I feel like the Babadook did a very good job of being like, we're gonna show you, and also we're gonna show you like one percent, two percent of this, so that you go like, what the fuck, and then your mind fills in the rest yeah, of it. Yeah. And you would think that that concept of we're not gonna show you the monster, right? The fog did that. Alien. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like like the the thing with successful yes. horror is. They don't show you everything. I want to see the monster. Yes, I really yes. do. At the I, same I want, time, though, yeah. I want to know how the trick is performed. Yeah. I really, if you show me... But I know it'll ruin it. So yeah, I know it'll ruin it, so please don't. No matter how much I ask, beg, and plead, right. just give me like a just give me like a tiny taste of like, uh, yeah. and that's the thing. That's why it's funny that you bring up aliens specifically. I, I don't like Aliens. The sequel, the James Cameron one, I can't fucking stand that one because... There's no horror to it at all. It's just this endless onslaught of like, look at all the, look at how many there are. Yeah. Look at them in broad daylight. Look at them with lights on. Look at them with the, like you. It's mathematical fear and it doesn't work. It's like, yes, yes, one monster is scary. Two monsters should be scarier. But Uh when it's 40 monsters and you can just shoot them with a gun. um, That movie also has my favorite line ever. It's, 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 uh, they're talking to the, the woman. One of the Marines, I think her name is Diaz. Like, oh, Diaz, yeah, yeah, yeah. Diaz, anyone ever mistake you for a guy or for a dude? And he's yeah. like, nah, you. It's like, ah. <laughs> ah. You burnt. It was, that was good. Yeah, that was, was some good. good shit. I did love the Marines in that, that kind of thing. And I feel like that, I feel like Aliens, the sequel, would have been a really good movie alone had it not been an alien film. If it was like a standalone, like a, if. Like a sci fi horror film. You know thing, what? Sure. Like if Aliens was Super Troopers. Oh, not Super Troopers. Uh, no, uh, uh, Sp- Starship Starship Troopers. Troopers. That's not the word. Super not Trooper. Super, not littering ants. There's littering. a bunch of cops in space smoking weed <laughs> and trying to not get ate by sword. aliens. Yeah. <laughs> they have this one stretch of galaxy. I like that gal- movie. They have one stretch of galaxy that they just police. Right. So it's the space a equivalent pars- of Vermont. Yeah, a couple parsecs or something like sure. that. Sure, <laughs> sure. It's just a strip in between systems that they're just yep. like we monitor from nothing uh, happens. We monitor from Neptune to Pluto. There ain't, right. there ain't gonna be nothing. Right? Space, There's nothing to worry about space out here. Truckers don't come by. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if if aliens was Starship Troopers, I feel like right that the that would have worked more. It would have worked really well because the those... fact that it was a sequel and they t- completely took away the horror of like. In space, no one can hear you scream. You're all going to die, kind of a thing. Because it was really, I don't know, the the inevitability of the deaths of everyone in the in the first Alien film with 
is is really great. It's really palpable, and you feel completely helpless because these guys have no idea what the fuck is going right. on. They're just suddenly disappearing. Shit is going on. There's stuff in the vents. You're freaking the fuck out. But this time, they go back to the planet, and they're like, no, we got guns, and I got a weird-looking flat tank with <laughs> moon rims and shit. I don't know. <laughs> moon rims. No, okay. you've never, you've yeah, never yeah, heard yeah, that no, term? Like, Escalades will have moon rims. It's, the, it's when the, the rim is just one solid piece of aluminum. Oh, and it just yeah, okay. yeah. It's supposed okay. to be like a. I don't know if they're it's necessarily. The moon. Yeah, I don't know if they're necessarily called moon rims. I have heard them labeled. They as are moon now rims. moon rims. Yep. <laughs> I feel like moon rims is something that Fry from Futurama would call things. It's like what are these moon rims? Moon they're, rims. They're they're, we, they're wheels, Fry. You want me to try it with my with my palpable hands to flip it? I was gonna say. All right, I've successfully flipped the tortilla. You did. It was not too bad. The play thing worked really well. That did. That did. Um, I'll probably want to crisp it. A yeah, we'll crank it up a little bit. It... It's been melting. I think it's melted enough, which I think is pretty good. So we definitely need to crisp it more. And we may end up flipping it back over because I feel like the buttered side didn't get enough love. Yeah, it didn't get enough love. It's the the tortilla went from the the tortilla went from the weird. Uh, what am I trying to say? The that weird off white parchment color that tortillas are to like it's soaked up the butter, so it's yellow. <laughs> Horror. What are we talking about? Bird box. Is that uh, what it was? Not showing the monster. Ah, uh, not showing the... We'd be surprised at how often I feel like that trope would get old, and it doesn't. It never it never ceases to amaze me how oftentimes the not showing of the monster makes the movie really fucking yeah. good. It's a one trope that doesn't die, but it goes... It hits hard every single time because yeah. you play on your own intrinsic fear of like, God, what am I afraid of? What could it be? What could yeah. it do the thing? Ah, and your it's, mind goes th- off. It, it's they're absolutely terrified. Uh-huh. Okay, what would absolutely terrify Me? them? Well, I don't know their brain, so mm-hmm. I'm going to put my brain in there yep. because I'm the star of the movie that is my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I make it so much worse than what it is. I know. So like, so like for like a good half of Bird Box, they didn't even really show anything, and then when they started to show like the the sort of presence and influence the monsters can have you know, physically in the world, like how you can see them. Mm-hmm. They still don't show you anything. Oh, that's so good. And so it's like... Massively it's, unsettling. It's Yeah, yeah. It's just... It was great. That's and I was good. so happy to be taken along for the ride. Like, people can diss the movie, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Um, I had a great time being stressed the fuck out. That's awesome. It was good. It was good. That sounds really good. I like shit like that. I like a... I do love a good fucking movie like that. They do a damn good job. Which makes me think... Oh, shit, I'm tired. I woke up on the wrong side of the bed today. And by the wrong side of the bed, I have a, sh- I had a stick mean the up. the bed. I had a <laughs> stick up my ass. I am in a sh- the shittiest of shit moods today. Um, I take it then, Bird Box had a, a pretty good soundtrack. Because I feel like that's it. That's also one of the best. Take away the soundtrack to any really good right. hormone, and you're fucked. You know, I, I can't say I remember the soundtrack. Because so much of the movie is... I don't want to. I don't want to make it be like the quiet place, but it was a little bit like we have to be quiet. We can't make a lot of noise. Okay. It's you know. So it was very sparse per se. Yeah. If and... there was ever music, it was always like on a radio or playing on something, which I always like that. That's cool. It's it's sort of like it's the end of the world, and somehow Billy Joel is playing while we're doing stuff. <laughs> it's the end of the yeah, world sure. as we know. Right. In Independence Never funny. Day. <laughs> Never funny. <laughs> Always terrible. Always a bad joke. Because you know it's coming, too. That's the sad part, is you know that somebody's going to play that song. Right. Mars Attacks is going to play it. Nope, stop it. Like, stop. Mm. Will Smith, knock it off. Just because you're funny doesn't mean that's going to be funny. Right. 
That was good. Not necessarily you. If Jeff Goldblum had sung it, it would have been funny. Exactly. <laughs> How dare you stand where he stood. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. Man, I don't fucking know. That's fun. I'm glad good. you. I'm glad you liked it. I, I, I feel like soundtracks, that's really the big kicker. Soundtracks are things are the biggest, like, good music really truly makes a film. You look at Jaws and you're like, dun, dun, dun. had you not taken that the whole, the, I mean, it would have just been a shark. Yeah, yeah, movie. it would have been a bad, a bad sea-based, yeah, a water-based monster movie. Yeah, it would have been a bad water-based no, monster movie. But but the whole, and you're just like, uh, something's coming after me, and it's right. like you speed up, and it's like your heartbeat, and you're like, oh right, shit! Right. It's, it's using all those concepts of sound and music. To oh, just, I love all that shit. That's fine. Take advantage of my, you know. Yes. Uh, take advantage of me. I just love the. I've never been a big super. I, I guess I've never really been a big fan of music per se. I always say that I'm not a really big fan of music because I don't really, on a day to day basis, I don't really listen to mute like mm-hmm. new music or other things and stuff like that. If I, if you could break down like my Pandora stations by the hour, it'd be like 99% of what I listen to is classical music, only because I'm working a bunch, or I'm writing, or I'm reading, or I'm driving, mm-hmm. and I don't really, I'm not a big lyric. Man, I don't really i I've, I don't like the I don't like having to think about the lyric like having my brain forced to think about the lyrics of the song because I'm not I personally am not a person that can just hear a song without lyrics and not sing along if right. I, I I don't hear the Black Parade and it just turns into background noise for me I my brain goes no you know these you have to sing and I'm like forced, there is a human listen yes, to him listen to them and I'm forced to sing so oftentimes I listen to instrumental stuff or things because I want to be able to just utilize my brain like have my hear my own voice and not have to do things uh-huh. occasionally occasionally i love listening to i love listening to music that has words and i realized that i listened to like a handful of soundtracks and i was i was i woke up in such a pissy shit <laughs> mood today i don't know what the hell i just woke up you've ever had yeah, that yeah. You just wake up and you're just like i hate everything you're right i'm so angry what is wrong i'm just mad and bitchy about a lot of shit so i listened to <laughs> I like went back to my place. I went back to that place when I was. Uh, um, I I didn't like uh, eighth eighth grade was real rough for uh-huh. this boy. Eighth grade was real rough. I like stopped doing choir, and I lost that whole group of friends. And everybody was making fun of me because my voice had changed. I I went from talking up here to talking down here, which people were like, "Oh, that's why you got kicked out of choir." And it's just like, no, I just like no. It was it was the castration that they thought was unethical. Yeah, I, it just didn't want. <laughs> It's chemically cast, right? Chemically, okay. The, which apparently I've heard like conspiracy theories that that's what happened to Michael Jackson when he was a kid. He was on a weird cocktail of yeah. drugs from his father, and that's why his voice didn't change. And I'm like, oh, like uh, that really sucks. I thought it was already pretty messed up. Uh, it's messed up it's more. Extra worse. Take me off this ride. I, don't I feel know bad for him. Don't lead me down this rabbit hole. Don't do the thing where you tell me that the Rugrats are all secretly dead, or Ed and Eddie are actually trapped. All the children are different right. versions of or, or Dante's uh, Inferno. Yeah, it's Ru- like. Maybe, but also it's it's a kids show, man. Let's just have a Ed little bit of fun. Ed ate a slide. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Double D never took off his hat. Never, never. We were never shown what nonsense happened under there. Which, by the way, makes me think. Okay, this is maybe this is a bad thing. Maybe he just had chemo. Because <laughs> sure. if he had a shitty yeah. haircut, you can't keep up with the trope that he continually gets a shitty haircut. Um, he would maybe he just like. You just maybe was just born with a weird bald spot or something like that, and that was his thing. Anyway, I was eighth grade was rough for this boy, and that was when I discovered Metallica. 
And so, like, when I woke up this morning, I knew what kind of mood I was in because Metallica was on my mind. That I was like, you know what I want to listen to? I want to listen to Master of Puppets. That's what I'm going to listen to. I'm going to listen to Master of Puppets, and then I'm going to listen to Ride the Lightning. You're going to get all that angst out. I do. I do need to get all that angst out. And it just threw me back to when I had a Bowflex in my basement and I was like, I'm working out. No. You know what made me mad about Bowflex? It wasn't real weight. It was. <laughs> no, I, no, no. I could bench press the 50s, but when, a, when I like a, a, I went to my friend's house and he had a dumbbell that was a 50 pound, I couldn't lift it. So I was like, you fucker. You're like, wait. No, 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 get this. You know how Bowflex, pretty much our entire aware lives are like, Bowflex is the number one, blah, 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 blah. Resistance-based workout machine. It would always have an asterisk in 94. So they only won an award in 94, and they rode on those coattails for about 15 years. I think now... It's delicious. Right. That's what that shit is. It was... (laughs) And so... I, at one point, I was like, you know, I really do kind of want to get a, a good workout sort of, you know, situation thing. It uh-huh. would be nice. It would be good. Well, maybe what should I purchase? What what choice should I make? And I was like, maybe a Bowflex. And then I and then I read the fine print. And I hate that I read the fine print. It was probably best that I read the fine print. Good, you but, didn't get stuck with a three thousand dollar machine. Uh, but for like forty nine dollars a month or whatever. No, no, no. I watched too much late for night. For a hundred years. Yeah, for the rest of my life. Fuck. If you could break that down into actual bows to defend your home, uh, maybe it would be sure. worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. No. But that's not. But even bow. then. It wasn't the bow and arrow flex. It was just the bow flex. <laughs> just the regular bow flex. I just remember the dudes that I'm like, I'm going to look like that. No, you're not, John. No, you're not. You're never going to work out that hard. You can't. It was the, I think it was the most crushing thing, speaking of uh, working out and doing things and going back to when I worked at Excel Fitness. That was when I learned, um, I, we had this, we hired this guy his name was Max. He had a, uh, he, he was like an internationally recognized CrossFit training coach. He'd gotten people to the Olympics. He'd gotten people to win CrossFit championships and things. And his big thing was, is you, you don't, you can't work out to a six pack. You diet to a six pack. And it like shattered my whole world of like, You're oh, like, I'm never going to look oh. good if I eat. He's like, yeah, if you want to, those models and all the people that have like the cut, they just eat that way. And I was like, Oh, fuck! <laughs> I can't eat this way if I eat... I'm never going to look like that if I keep eating ramen. <laughs> ramen will never get me to a six-pack? No. That's fair. It That's won't. Fair. Neither will, uh, you know, Chex Mix or whatever that I... <laughs> Puppy... What do they Oatmeal call Puppy squares. Chow? Puppy Chow. Where they just put, like... Chocolate, which it has chocolate, which is sort of like no, no, no. That's oh, Muddy Buddies. Muddy Buddies, that's what that is. I love Muddy Buddies. Oh, we have a weird recipe for lemon Muddy Buddies that I've always been wanting to try. Lemon Muddy Buddies. I'm weird like that. I love weird savory, savory bullshit, savory sour. Should I flip that onto that? I 100 percent can. We're gonna take the tortilla, the plate, the thing. Might be wicked hot. That's fine. It sounded like a full diaper fell on the ground. It sounded when you get yes, it totally like sort of a sort of a flump. Yeah, if I had written that in words, it'd be F, it'd be F L U M P H flump. That's fantastic. Oh god. Uh, do you, okay, do you want to take a picture of that? You want to? Yeah, I'll take a picture of the thing. Let's, it looks actually do. pretty good. So this isn't bad. Okay, surprisingly, the it recipe good. it smells okay. It smells like it smells like it, it sort of smells like cordon bleu. Sure, sure, sure. Have you ever had real cordon bleu? Uh, no, I've only ever had like the frozen, then you microwave them, and then they the the Totino's cordon gotcha. bleu's versions of things. Gotcha. So when you like put it in the microwave, uh, you know it explodes halfway <laughs> through. 
And all the cordon blue juice comes out one side. You know what? Oh, we're gonna do that. We're gonna let it cool for just a few minutes. We'll use the pizza cutter. But you're right. I think you're. It's it's hot enough now that it would just it would, it'll mush out completely because yeah. it is a little too gooey. But if we give you're right. If we give the cheese a minute to congeal and rest, then it'll probably stiffen up a teeny little bit and actually be Have that. It's really good. Ooh, okay. A little bit of fried cheese nonsense. Yeah. No problem. We'll talk about the flavor in just a minute. Anyway, um, Metallica. I just like I knew what kind of fucking mood I was in this morning when like the first thing I was like. I want to go back to listening to Master of Puppets. <laughs> and I like, I put in my headphones, I turned it up way too loud. And I'm like, this is why I have tinnitus. I don't care. Like, <laughs> dig in. And then you just. <laughs> this is why people have to yell at me when they're sitting next to me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> but road trips for you must be really nice. Just, you can drive for a long time and you get to yell the whole time and no uh-huh. one cares. And no one gives a fuck. Until you leave the state of Utah and then suddenly the rest of the roads get smoothed out and it's not quite so loud. <laughs> Real talk, you drive anywhere outside of Utah, you're like, hey, so we were going to go and do that. And then you cross state lines into, and it's all of a sudden the road just goes from. Yeah. That drive to Vegas is actually a nice drive. Oh man, it is. I've done it like. A hundred times. <laughs> no, I've only did it like three or four. I mean, you live there, so I'm sure you made that yeah, fucking yeah, drive yeah, weekly. Um, when, when you're the, the place to launder money in America, you uh, tend to make a lot of money. You tend to make a lot of money driving in and out. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to do that. That would have been... Actually, I I, uh, I I got this Wired magazine years ago, and it was like a, somehow they did all the stati- statistics on crime and things. It was like the crime... The crime issue, that's the word. You, you call magazine, magazine, magazines come oh, in issues. Like, oh, you mean like the swimsuit edition, but yes. this is the crime edition. Yeah, this was the crime edition of Wired magazine. You want to know the grossest thing I ever saw? Yeah, no, I used me. to I used to get like a like a PlayStation game magazine when, when there were like millions of magazines, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they would have their, quote, swimsuit one where they would just draw female video game characters in bikinis and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That was the most weeaboo bullshit oh, I've man. ever seen in my life. Like, I got it and I was like, even... At seventh grade, I'm still kind of like... This is bad. I get why I'm supposed to like this. I don't. But I don't. I really don't. <laughs> Who... Somehow this is worse. self-fantasy yeah. with the artists were like, Who we're is gonna this draw. for? Because it's not me. We're going to draw... What's her face? Tifa from Final sure, Fantasy Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was all the classics, all... We're going to draw the, the female scroll from Conker's Bad Fur Day. <laughs> it's sort of like... Did we need that? No one did. I bet that was only like six fetishes. I didn't need to see that with my eyeballs. I didn't need to know that's where things could go. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I got that uh, Underworld Crime edition of Wired Magazine, whatever it was, and they laid out all like, this is where drugs come from and things and stuff like that. And I remember reading an article (laughs) about marijuana specifically and how when... Like, I don't know, in 2002, right, when marijuana was still very much illegal. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't really talk about it. Nobody talked about it. It wasn't a thing. Like, I don't think medical had really been a no. thing yet. Yeah, that was then. the point. Like, I it was know. really, it was still very, very much an illegal thing. Really, in the last 20 years, we've gone from don't talk about marijuana at all <laughs> to, sort of, to like, sort of like, it's kind of everywhere now. Yeah, yeah. CBD is, uh, I'm getting spam emails about, you know, cannabis drops and shit right. or whatever. right. We're getting House bills passed in Congress about like, oh, sure, we can, yeah. hemp's fine, whatever. Here's make t-shirts out of it again. Make some weed. Make some weed. Anyway, um, I remember that they would talk about there was a big-ass drug trade of motorcycles. 
and um, transporting oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, marijuana across the straight li- straight line stuff like that. and they would do they would hire they would just be they were midnight runners basically uh-huh. so you'd have you got an old black helmet and a leather jacket and all black motorcycle and you sounds like a bad movie plot it was it was 100% a bet you would they would midnight run the marijuana from Portland to or you know from whatever uh, Oregon to Utah or other places and stuff like that and they'd be you know they'd be going 150 miles an hour in the dark and they had all kinds of it was crazy dangerous because you they would disable the lights or things right. and stuff so that you couldn't there'd be non-reflective paint put on the motorcycle and everywhere so that you were you were supposed to be basically a ghost so you couldn't get caught by the police or if you did get it'd be incredibly difficult to track you sure. because you're you're already going 150 you're already going 150 miles an hour in complete darkness right so, but they would be like the the drug trade, whatever, was hiring those drivers, and you'd be you'd get like ten k a drive, and I'm like, damn, I'd make like three of those a night. Yeah, you're, you're like <laughs> three or four of those. A right. week. You'd do like three or four of those a week, and I'm like, shit, I got college paid for. Right, right. <laughs> sort of like, okay, I don't need to be a hooker for my entire life, no. but like just a summer. I need to be a drug could... runner for a summer. Right. right. <laughs> It's like I could I could solve a lot of my bills that way. Really, and what got me interested in that was because like uh, I remember the week before that or whatever, we had some friends who lived in Idaho, and he would tell me about his his summer job. They would work in the potato fields in Idaho, and they would work for you'd get up at like two a.m. and work till like eleven p.m. and you'd do that for like. Two and a half straight weeks, and you'd get like five k by the end of it. Right. And that, that, but that would be it. They, yeah. They'd harvest all the potatoes for the entire year in those two weeks, and you just have to work your ass off. Right. But you'd get a giant stack of cash by the end of it. And I was like, damn, that seems like super awesome. And it never ended up working out. We we these they were kind of like fair weather. They were my parents like fair weather internet friends or some shit like that. They invited them down and they stayed, and it was kind of like a thing, but. I just laughed and I was like, "How can I make some quick money? I'm gonna be a motorcycle drug runner." Needless to say, it aim work high, out. aim high. Yeah. Nor did I like call the drug company up and be like, or call call the drug people, the lords, lords of the drugs. Uh, hi, are you the druggers? Yes. I saw your I saw your article in Wired. I would yeah. love to. I have some interesting ideas that I that you that you might want where me to bring up. Where do I put my resume? Do yeah. I? Do I submit it? Do you want me to email it? Do you want me to come in there and physically? Can I tell you? Okay. Can I, do of, you want me to submit it to monster.com? Oh, God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I still get emails from them. They're like, hi, we have this job that you're not even remotely qualified for or interested in. Would you like it? It's like, no. <laughs> Why would I say yes to this? And this is my Yahoo email from 1999. Yeah, you're like, how do you still have to stop emailing this? How do you it's a not, waste of your time. Don't you purge yeah. your servers a year? At least every 10 years? At least... At least every 10 yeah. years. Oh I mean, the internet's God. only been a thing for almost 30 now. Yeah, really. Ah, motherfuckers. Oh, the 30s. Oh, the internet's a millennial like us. It is, yeah. I think, like, it was, like... No wonder to blame for all the industries dying. <laughs> Sears. Detergent. I just can't wait for diapers to die. Yeah. I just want, like... I, I don't want it to be millennials are killing this. I want to be millennials have killed yes. this. Yes. De Beers is dead. Yeah, De Beers is dead in the water. <laughs> I'm excited to try this. Oh, so okay, so do you want to take the whole? Yeah, oh, sure, we can do that. Like a... The tortilla quesadilla cordon bleu bit is complete. It's cooked. It's mostly melted. I'm it back looks up. like it's got a bunch of cheese. It's gonna be like a <laughs> yeah, 100. percent It's gonna be a thing. But um, I'm gonna take a bite. You took a bite. Here we go. 
This is quite good. Like, I think I like, I really like it. It's mildly cordon bluey to me. Yeah. It doesn't taste overwhelmingly cordon bleu, which sounds like I'm complaining, but I'm actually really not. I'm glad it's not. Sometimes flavors can be really, I, I, I like cordon blues, sort of. I've always, I've never had a really good one. I've always had the weird, shitty, frozen, you know, Let me bought it from the, my mom got it from the grocery store, but it was in the frozen food section, so it was, it's not, it's kind of burnt, it's bad ingredients, and it's from some... It's, it's not the best offering. It's not, it's a bad, it's a bad thing, right? The Cordon Bleu comes from the, you know, the school in France and things, it's right. supposed to be a luxury dish, right. and they white-castled it. <laughs> it's just... They, they just destroyed it by turning it into a frozen they, food. They, they gourmet in the late 90s it. Uh-huh. This is a gourmet. It's in a microwave. It's not gourmet. Fuck sure, off. Sure, the Boyardee has, has taken charge right. of it. Anyway, so I've always been on the fence about Cordon Blue flavors only because I have, I like, I want to like it, and then it ends up being too fucky for me. It sounds like you're experiencing my initial... It's my initial sushi situation. Uh, I only had shitty sushi, oof. so I didn't understand kind of what good that sushi good was. sushi could be. Once I had good sushi, I was like, "Oh, now I get sushi. Sushi's fun." Yeah. Okay. So I I haven't had good or nice chicken cordon bleu. Uh-huh. Let's go back to my college days. Ugh. This the weird restaurant that was at the top of BYU. Uh, not that one. Ugh. But the cafeterias there Ugh. somehow mastered making chicken cordon bleu. It was, okay. it was one of like the only. Nice, semi-nice things that they made. Okay, Anything okay. that was like, ah, I can tell you didn't just boil this in a metal container mm-hmm. to, to heat it up. It was also, it's been microwaved. Right, right. So so it's, it's from what I can tell, uh, Chicken Cordon Bleu is essentially... Dog. I feed the dog. He's we gotta, like, ah, We always dog. gotta feed ah, the dog. Ah, I just ah, gave him ah, a tiny ah. bit of tortilla. He's in a cone. He's, <laughs> He's in a cone of shame. Right. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, so, so from what I understand is you take like chicken and you pound it out until it's real flat. Yep. And then you take a little slab of ham, uh-huh. put it in, but you put some sauce in, and then you wrap it all up, and then you put breadcrumbs on the outside, and then you bake it or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I feel like it's baked. So you come out with these sort of like hand sized like we called them hamsters because they just look like hamsters. <laughs> <laughs> and then you cut it little open. Little tiny hamsters. There'd be a weird ham slice in there, which I never understood the like surprise ham slice. Like, uh, it's like, did you think you were just getting a weird chicken nugget? There's a bit of ham. That's just ham. in there. Yep. Yeah, it was just, surprise ham. Yeah, that's it felt like surprise ham. That's fine. Uh, and so for the first little while, it was like, cool, I'm a college kid with low standards and I've only been eating trash food. Uh-huh. And now I'm eating this. And this is like, seems like quality. After a while, you're just like, it's chicken nuggets. Yeah, it's chicken nuggets. <laughs> With ham. With a bit of ham. With a bit of ham. So, I like this. I, I feel like, like it's pretty good. The cheese, the sauce. I, 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 what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to dip it. And some more sauce? See, yeah, I'm going to dip it in the sauce to really kind of get it mm-hmm. cordon bluey. Try that. Let's get a corner in the sauce. That's not bad. It's also not hard to make. It's hard to handle. Yeah, it's a little ungainly. If you use, we use the... Ten well, we, inch, just, we use 10 inch tortillas. Had you used, had we done smaller ones, like the five inch tortillas, it would have been a little less weight. A little less weight, a little less, I think. But this is actually not too bad because it's like DiGiorno size pizza. Mm-hmm. So this could be cut up into, we cut this into quarters, we could cut this into eight pieces and actually kind of have like uh, an appetizer. So yeah, I'll give this really strong. Yeah. Like, you know what? I like the best. Uh, you know what I think is the best addition to this is the breadcrumbs. Mm-hmm. I feel like the breadcrumbs really 
The breadcrumbs are the thing that tie this whole jam together, that keep it, really truly keep it together. If we'd have done our own chicken versus using, like, uh, whatever, canned chicken, stuff like that, that could have gotten, that could have been better. We could have stepped it up. But... A little bit, but not, I mean, yeah, um, it's one of those bullshits of, like, it's, it's what we were talking about last week of, from scratch, we could have from scratch to this and made more work for ourselves, mm-hmm. would it have made it better? Maybe? Well, they call for chicken slices. Which chicken doesn't fucking slice. Yeah. How do you... Yeah, I don't know how that would work, but also... I don't know. Chicken breasts are really irregular looking. Any, uh, yeah. What are you going to... Yeah. We used we used uh, <clears throat> pre-shredded <throat> chicken. Yeah. Um, just because we can get it to form and, and for stuff to... Yeah. It's a lot of surface area for the sauce to hang on to. Uh-huh. Which makes me... Which the recipe doesn't state what the chicken is. Like, what it... I mean, the chicken would be what would be mushed out and wrapped around the ham. Ah, uh, yeah. Which I get. Go. Where do you get chicken slices? Which made yeah. me think. Which made me think that this recipe should have said something of like, go to a deli, and get sliced chicken. Yeah, like, yeah. like, like, like you know, cold cuts. Yes, almost. like cold yeah. cuts. Almost something like, kind like of drape it over yeah, sandwich no, like, sliced chicken kind of a thing versus like a you know chicken strips or something like that. But. Yeah, I give this a good thumbs up. This is a good thumbs up. This, and this is, is a three, maybe a. Like a three you know, and a half I'm, for I'm me. I'm feeling a four. Yeah. This is we've had two good ones in a row. Two good I ones like in a row. That. I'm actually proud of this one. I like, this is much better than the hamsters, though. You know what? If the really truly, if this didn't have the breadcrumbs, I think it would be a. I think it would be a dis- It'd be weird. Be a, a mushy mess. What What I like though is there's so much going on that the tortilla is just a delivery bread. Yeah, and it doesn't like it doesn't, so many ru- of the, it doesn't ruin anything by putting it in a tortilla. Yeah, really, the only the only quote Mexican things we have in here to sort of you know Tex-Mexify this is sure. the tortillas and we put a little bit of chipotle hot sauce tiny bit of chipotle which but I think, just a dash I can't taste it at all which, which I is, think is yeah which is weird that they would ask for hot sauce within cordon blues and I don't know how that's a thing but I wonder if that would have significantly affected with the flavor if we'd have done like buffalo sauce or something yeah see and I think that would have made it too obnoxious sure so so I think we went I think you made a good call with the chipotle because it added an interesting spice element, but you're right. It's not. It's barely. It's barely there. there. I, it, I. If I was really, really trying to focus on, like it, when I burp, I can tell it's Chipotle. That's Chipotle. yeah. You're right. Otherwise, otherwise, it's just pretty good by itself. With how easy the Chipotle. recipe really, truly was, um, the sauce took longer to make because really it was just warm a tortilla up, cheese, ham, breadcrumb sauce, Go. chicken, cheese, ham. You know, you just lay. Really, honestly, you could have even layered this to your own liking. Yeah. You could have done cheese, ham, chicken, breadcrumb sauce, cheese, ham, chicken, breadcrumb sauce, like, or or just cheese, chicken sauce, ham, I, whatever. Any yeah. any form of it, you could have done it. It would probably would have been just yeah, fine. As long as there's cheese, or as long as all the ingredients are in the tortilla by the yeah. time it's done, you got a good recipe. So, but like bad. so many of these, so many of these things, sort of like if you're going to do like quesadilla, this. Then they'll be like, don't use Swiss cheese. Use Mexican blend cheese. And yeah. you know what? I think that's what ruins so many of these. It's sort of like, no, 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 no. They no. take the wrong ingredient to make, to, right. you know, whatever. Right. To, to fuse, I guess is the word. Yeah. Because right? this, this is fusion cuisine. This is like this is French cordon bleu and... In the shape of a quesadilla. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think that's that's great. That's a fun way to do it. This is good. I like this. This wasn't bad. I would recommend this. Yeah. Definitely a thumbs up for sure. Yeah. Could make this. Could see myself making this again and being like, "Yeah, I like this a lot." I, I had a good time with this. This is delightful. You 
can find us at on Twitter at One Pan Podcast, on Instagram at One Pan Podcast, and we have a website on our new mother flipping website that I, uh, I created. It's a real website. It's a real website. I paid for John, it. John gave someone money for it. I gave someone money for it. But I just, more than that, someone took money from us and said, "Yeah, sure, we'll make it." Yeah, okay, whatever. Okay. And I, I I spent time designing it. It looks really nice. You can go to www.onepanpodcast.com. You can subscribe to our future newsletter. I don't know what it'll be. Maybe just pictures of us and the food and dumb shit. It might just be John will text me, hey, Bryce, come together, come up with a newsletter. And then I'll be like, y'all motherfuckers like uh, barbecues? What? And I'll just send that out to just you. Just pictures of barbecues. Right. I don't know. It'll probably be, realistically, it'll probably just be... Um, quarterly or something we'll just send out some fun invitations up when we get the patreon going when we get merchandise up eventually you guys will know about that but you can sign up for updates that way you can listen to the one pan podcast there and find links to it on itunes google Podcasts, spotify stitcher overcast um breaker podbean and everywhere else podcasts are uh, located and uh, when we do get our Patreon started, uh, for our subscribers, you'll find the link to the One Pen Podcast After Hours, our super secret second, uh, second show. After Hours. That's not After sexy when I have food hours. in my mouth. <laughs> That's really gross. It'd be sexy if you had something else in your mouth. Oh. Zling! Beep, 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 beep. It's raunchy. <laughs> So you can find us uh, on our website, www.onepanpodcast.com, on Twitter at OnePanPodcast, on Instagram at OnePanPodcast, and our Facebook page, OnePanPodcast. Part of me hoped that, like, <clears throat> one pan was taken, so it's like, everything is One Pan Podcast, except the Facebook page, which is... Two Pan Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the Two Pan and... Sam Two Pan Podcast. The Bristlecone Banana Cast. Yes. <laughs> I need to make that a thing. I need to. That's the T-shirt we're gonna have. Bristlecone banana. It's just a. It's just a. No, no. It's a, a pine cone that looks like a dick. No, it's a street sign. It's the one sign. One of them. It, it's a. It's a cross street sign. Okay. So one of them says bristlecone, and the other is just a banana. It's just a banana. Okay. <laughs> It'll be a visual gag. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, friends. Let's finish eating this. I like. Yeah, this. I'm excited to have the to munch down on the rest of this. This has been the One Pan Podcast. Sometimes the food's funny. Us, uh, not so much. <laughs>